All right. Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast once again. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different things and topics that go on in my stay at home dad life. Things with my kids, my family, my marriage, men's health and wellness. I talk about parenting struggles that I have and deal with, plus tips that I come across. I also sprinkle in a few other random things that I kind of think about. I come on here and I talk about. So I hope something in there entertains, educates, resonates with you to some degree. But anyways, thank you for tuning in with me. Thank you for spending the next, I don't know, 30 minutes or so here. So let's get this uh, show on the road. Alrighty, so what is going on? How are you doing on this fine Friday morning? Well, that is if you're listening to this on release day, anyways. So anyways, last weekend, Saturday, last Saturday, I ran another foot race. I participated in an event here called the Indie Ultimate. They have it every year. I did it last year as well. That's where you run. Could be anywhere from three miles, could be anywhere up to six or seven. And you do little challenges and things along the way. Now, this year was a 5K, so it was a little bit shorter what is that, like three, three and a half miles? Anyways, I finished. It was fun. had a good time. And no, I didn't do any cardio training prior to doing this race. I don't know why I do that. I, I know I'm doing this. I signed up for this in May, and I still didn't train for it from a cardio perspective. But I still felt good, though. I, I felt fresh. I felt good. It's just run or jog or keep going, right? I had more in the tank. I could have really juiced it and pushed myself much harder, but I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted to have a good time. I was running with some friends, so I didn't want to, you know, blow them out of the water or anything like that. Not to say that they wouldn't keep up with me, but that's probably a good thing that I didn't do that because... Sometimes I tend to. Sometimes I tend to overdo things and just push myself so hard with different things in my life. And uh, sometimes there's a cost, though. And usually in an instance like this, the cost is in the form of an injury. So I'm 40, 41 now. I don't want to injure myself. I've got kids to deal with and take care of and, uh, and all that other stuff. So why, why do this really crazy thing and, and hurt myself? So I'm kind of glad that I didn't do that. But I'm happy with how I did. I'm happy with how I performed, I guess. But it just goes to show that we can do hard things. And I know I probably always say this on here, but it's true. If we really want to, we can. And I tell my kids this probably almost every day I tell my kids this. Going to the bus, typically, with my older daughter, I talk about how we can do hard things and how she's a kind and good person, and she's probably really sick of me saying these positive affirmations to her every morning, but I'm still going to do it every single day. Speaking of my kids dealing with or going through hard shit, I want to tell you another story. My daughter, Olivia, my nine-year-old, she got, god damn, she got poison ivy. <sighs> her arms, her face, her legs, her stomach, it is everywhere on her body. And I feel so bad for her. It's just, I've had poison ivy, I've gotten it bad, 
So I don't know, is this something that runs in my family that people are just more susceptible to it? I don't know, but we kept her from school a couple days earlier this week, took her to the doctor. They, uh, they gave her some creams and things. She cried because it itched so bad. It's just awful not being able to help her and take away kind of some of what she's going through and watching her suffer like this. But she can do it. She'll get through it. She's already on the up and up. She's already getting better. And like I tell her all the time, I tell her, you can do hard things. You can get through hard things. And she'll get through this and be stronger for it. And I will clean out all my flower beds, apparently. Although I think she got it from a couple of neighborhood kids at their house. They live with some trees right next door. And I think they were goofing around, running through the woods and picking up sticks and things. And I think that's where it came from. But I don't know. I'll do my due diligence, though. So anyways, that's what I want to talk about today, or at least that's what I want to try to talk about, is teaching our kids that they can do hard things, that it's good for them, that they can be resilient. First off, why? Why, why do we want that? Why do we care? Can't we just keep giving our kids everything that they want, having them not work for anything, just hand everything to them, just, you know, easy street? And you know, when I say that out loud just now, it sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? So if we are treating our kids in that fashion, just say it to yourself and see how that resonates with you. It doesn't sound good. Well, I just give my kid everything they want. Oh, they just uh, bark orders at me and I do that for them. Just, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't uh, sit well. So why shouldn't we do that? Well, if they're constantly having things done for them, it can lead to a lot of negative shit. It really can. Diminished sense of accomplishment and diminished sense of self-worth, low self-esteem. When they don't do those hard things, like I mentioned, they don't experience that satisfaction of doing something by their own efforts, right? If they get used to having everything handed to them, all the hard stuff done, They'll become overly dependent on everyone around them, includes us, mom and dad, includes me, right? And we don't want that. And this can also cascade into adulthood too. Can you imagine someone like that at a job or your adult kid like that? I mean, I bet we all can. There's that one person that we've probably worked with or worked for that can't do shit, right? They can't figure out the most menial thing and they can't do it by themselves. Frustrating, right? Well, we don't want our kids to end up like that because they're so dependent on us and then they become so dependent on their coworkers or their spouse or people around them, right? We can be independent people. And if they don't figure those things out on their own and go through those stresses and hardships that doing so brings, then they may even end up lacking problem-solving skills. They may develop an undesirable work ethic, like I just mentioned, the guy in the office not being able to figure out the printer. Kids who haven't learned the value of hard work may struggle with motivation and discipline in the future. They may even find it difficult or there may be no desire for them to set goals or work hard for anything because it's been given to them over time when they're younger and then when they're adults, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to work hard for things. And then they just don't. They just sit stagnant, complacent, 
not going anywhere, right? And we want our kids to, that's another thing, we want our kids to flourish. We want our kids to grow and expand and, you know, just be better than us, for lack of a better term, I guess. Another reason why is our kids are going to miss opportunities for growth if we do everything for them and they don't learn to do hard things. When they overcome challenges, it provides valuable opportunities for personal growth and learning. When we do everything for our kids and don't have them go through the tough stuff, it denies them the chance to develop life skills and character, right? That's what builds them from kind of the bottom up. They also may not be able to handle stress well. If they've never had to build their resilience, they may get stressed out super easy and freak out when they're attempting to tackle something or do some difficult thing. And, you know, that's what life is full of. Life is full of difficult things. Life is hard as it is. Now imagine not understanding or not being able to cope with those hardships because you've never had to do them. That's going to be a, kind of a tough life, I think. And once again, this could cue up mental health issues when they're older, too. So there's the why or what we don't want to happen, right? Pretty easy to understand why this stuff is important. It's critical for their development, their self-esteem. It doesn't just affect them when they're kids. It's things, skills that they will carry off into adulthood. We don't want to be making the meatloaf for our adult son who lives in the basement. That's an old school reference if you didn't know. Okay, so now how do we implement this? How do we take some sort of action? We don't just want to throw our kids to the wolves, right? Make them struggle, be merciless, and have that sink or swim attitude. We don't want to do that. That's not really, I don't think, the right way to go about it. We have to actually do things, things that are not necessarily easy for us. It's not that path of least resistance that some of us like to take, even myself sometimes, right? And the first thing that I want to mention is something that I have hit on a lot. I have said it many times. Do you know what it is? Do you? It's lead by example. I know I say it all the time because the little kids are watching and the little kids learn from their environment and what's around them. So that's us parents, adults leading by example. Show them how we tackle problems and challenges in our lives. Let them see that we adults face difficulties that we need to overcome as well. We don't just let those things defeat us and, you know, tuck our tails and move on. Let them see in on our process, like how I make lists of things to do that I need to get done, or how we have to do research and educate ourselves on doing something or fixing something. Show them that process. Let them in on that world that things are still hard, but we still get them done. Next, we can set age-appropriate challenges. Offer them tasks and challenges that match their skill level but still require some sort of effort. I know it's not the most exciting thing for me to mention or put into this list or for the kids to do, but I'm going to say it. Chores. Have your kids do chores. They're going to act like it's the most difficult, hard thing in the world, that they're incapacitated and they just can't handle it, right? They all do. But my kids can handle laundry. They can handle unloading the dishwasher or running a vacuum. The vacuum may be a little bit challenging because 
hey, they don't do it very often, and maybe the vacuum is kind of heavy, but they can do it. They can handle it. It could be even things like challenging them on reading and hitting a reading goal, encouraging them to read more challenging books that are maybe a little bit more difficult. It could even be as simple as having our kids solving a hard puzzle or following direction and building something on their own. My daughter just got this robot recently for her birthday, and it comes with like 500 pieces, and it's solar-powered. It's actually really cool. It's solar-powered, and you pop all these pieces out, which I helped her with, and then you have to read these very detailed instructions and put this robot together. Well, it was for ages nine and up. She just turned nine. Was it difficult for her? Yes. Did I help her with it? Yes, I did. Did she do some of it or a lot of it on her own? Also, yes, she did. And I think that there was this moment of success for her or accomplishment that she got it done and she figured it out and she was, she was very happy. And I, in that moment too, I told her, I said, hey, you can do hard things. See, you just got to think about it and do it and, and be persistent and you can, you can do this. Or we could even pose a hypothetical problem to our kid or ask them for their input on how to figure something out that we're doing. And maybe even we know how to do it, but we can still ask, be like, hey, like I have to do this or I need to figure out how to do that. What do you think? And ask them, even though you know, and see their gears turn and see them solve the problem for you. That's, a, that's a, I think, a good way to do that. It really encourages them to think critically. Or maybe if they don't like confidently speaking to adults, which I know my kids, they have a hard time with it. You could encourage them to talk to neighbor friends or participate in school events where they would have to interact with other people. Even volunteer for things that they care about in their own school or their classroom or what have you. And the volunteering could also teach them the importance of helping others and being compassionate to other people. It's kind of a good, you know, double whammy there. I'll mention sports as well. I know that's kind of a no-brainer, but sports is a good way to teach kids something. And, I mean, no kid knows how to do a sport right out of the box. It's going to be hard for them. My daughter's shooting baskets. It's hard for her. I know initially my girls were not having a great time with basketball when they first started because, what, it was hard. And they didn't have the power to or the coordination to shoot the ball or dribble the ball. But we got them to stick to it. We've done a few programs and a few camps, and they've gotten better and better over time. And then what's gotten better and better over time is their confidence, too, within basketball. And I always try, to is to remind them where they started. Say, hey, do you remember six weeks ago you couldn't even dribble the ball, or you couldn't do a bounce pass, or you couldn't do a layup? And they kind of think about it and reflect a little bit. And, oh, wow, yeah, that's right. And they, they get a smile on their face because they're thinking about how far they've come. And that just boosts their confidence that they can do these hard things. I think that's really important to help them, you know, kind of look back on those other moments. We can also break tasks down into smaller steps as well and help them understand that big challenges can be more manageable if we dismantle them and do them one little step at a time. It'll make their task or their goal much less daunting. Oh my gosh, I have 50 math problems to get done. Oh my, what am I going to do? Well, hey, let's just start with the first five, or let's just do one page and go from there. 
I also see this a lot when I tell my kids to clean up their room or clean up their playroom or whatever. And they act as if I told them to clean up a hoarder's house that is impossible to see the floors. And they're just like so overwhelmed and they can't handle it. And then I go in there and I try to try to help them. And I try to say, hey, break it down. Don't look at the problem as a whole. Just start with one thing. Okay, I see you have Legos out in the corner. Let's just work on putting just the Legos away. Just focus on one problem. Don't worry about the rest of the room. Don't even look at the rest of the room. And then when that's done, then think about, okay, let me make my bed. Let me put my clothes in the hamper. Let me just do one piece at a time and then build from there. And that does seem to help when I tell them that. Now, when they tackle those issues, we have to try and remember to celebrate their achievements as well, no matter how small. And I understand it can be kind of... I don't know, gentle parenting, like I talked about a week or two ago, like, oh, good job, you tied your shoes, good job, you put your socks in the hamper, and it sounds a little delicate. I can understand that. I can kind of see how that would be a concern. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this. But I still think it does help to some extent. We want to try to reinforce the idea that hard work does pay off. You know, I'm not saying hoist them up into the air and chant their name like a prize fighter when they do put their socks in the hamper, you know. But we can still, I think, give them some kudos for handling something and encourage them to keep going. Right on, girl. You got those five problems done in your math, haven't you know? Or, oh, you've been practicing your dribbling skills and you've gotten so much better with that. That's so sweet. Again, reminding them how far they've come. Speaking of basketball and even last week's talk about overscheduling our kids, we do want to support them. We do want to encourage them to pursue those interests and passions that they like. Because when they're motivated by their own curiosity, they're more likely to tackle those challenges head on, right? I'm still not saying force feed them and put them in everything you want them to be in. And sure, sometimes kids need a little shove to realize, oh, hey, I do kind of like this, like my daughter did with basketball because she really wasn't into it at first. And then we're like, hey, just try some camps. And then it kind of expanded and now she does enjoy it. But if they mention that they want to try band or they want to try swimming or archery or something like that, I don't know, I think we can encourage that and at the same time let them know, hey, this is going to be challenging. And, hey, you're going to need to stick with this, I would say, until the season or the session is done. I've never really been a fan about someone doing something, anybody, adult or child, doing something and being like, yeah, this sucks, I'm going to quit. And then you never really give it a chance and you never get over learning some of those hard things or hard skills to where it does start to become enjoyable. So I think, I think that would be good for kids to be like, hey, you want to do basketball season? Let's try it for the season. If at the end of the season, you're like, ugh, uh, this isn't for me, then that's where we'll stop instead of running five or six practices and and hating it and then saying I want to quit. I don't don't know. I'm just not a fan of that. Let me know your thoughts there. I don't really know. Maybe that does sound a little bit harsh, but I don't know. I think you should finish what you started. So, But I think that's something that we can maybe help them with too is if they do want to quit so soon, We can help them over that hump of frustration because it is hard and keep them going. Second to last one I want to talk about here is 
us avoiding the overprotecting, the overparenting, the helicopter. Yes, we want them to be safe. We worry about them hurting themselves, but we also must let them take appropriate risks, right? Let them get outside their comfort zone. Let them push themselves if they want to push themselves. Because why? Because that's how kids learn. They take a lot away from those risky experiences and those failures. Mistakes are just part of the learning process. Falling down, maybe getting a little boo-boo is, you know, it's going to come with the territory. We can't bubble wrap them and protect them from everything. And I'm not saying just step away and let our kids do the most ridiculous shit and watch them fail. No, not at all. We can still teach safety. We can still supervise without micromanaging, which I think is important. Going for a hike, say, and you have to cross a stream. This is just a dumb example I just came up with, but sure, I could pick up my daughters and I could carry them across this little stream, or I could ask them to try to figure out how they would like to get across. Like, oh, how do we get across this? What are we going to do? Maybe, maybe the way that they come up with has a little bit more risk. Maybe it's balancing on a log to get across or it's jumping on some stones in the creek. But I'm letting them figure that out. I'm letting them assess it and calculate the risk that they want to take. Do you kind of see what I mean here? I'm still supervising, but I'm not micromanaging their every move. I'm not stepping in to take the hard situation away. I'm letting them do it. And lastly, the last thing I want to mention is providing guidance and not necessarily answers. When they come to us with problems, instead of us just jumping in and doing it for them, taking the problem away, figuring it out, doing all the work, giving the answer, let's try to guide them toward finding the solution. Ask for their opinion and what they think, or try this method that I just heard of called the Socratic method by asking questions and leading them to their own conclusions. Open-ended questioning that requires a thoughtful response. I've never heard of that Socratic method. If you have, cool. I've never heard that, just found it today. This method promotes critical thinking by forcing individuals to analyze their own thoughts and consider alternative perspectives. Now, this will all foster their independent thinking and problem-solving skills, allowing them to do those hard things instead of us just stepping in with the right answer or the right method or saving the day. <sighs> that was a lot of words, huh? Anyways, we just have to remember that, yes, mistakes will happen. That's part of learning. That's part of growing up and conquering hard things. None of us are going to ace certain things right out of the box. Kids or adults. All this stuff isn't just for kids either. I think we can learn from what I just talked about and manage our hard things as well. And when we do these things, we build our kids and our own confidence, our own resilience, independence, and persistence. Persistence pays, my friend. That's 100% true. Anyways, that's about all I got for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. What do you think? What do you think of today's topic? Let's call it resilience building in our kids. Was that enjoyable, informative? I hope so, anyways. Hopefully you learned something there. It's just some good pointers that uh, 
I had researched and come up with. If you have any questions or comments for me, please reach out on my Instagram account at stayhomedads underscore podcast or over on podbean.com. You can also follow me on either one of those. That would be super cool. Kind of helps me uh, see who's out there, see who's listening. So if you want to do that, do that. Also, if you would please, you want to tell a friend or coworker or an enemy about my show, you like it and you want to support it, just let somebody know. That's all I would like you to do. Just say, hey, check this out, send them a link, send them whatever. All the links to everything are in the description below. Anyways, thank you again for listening to today's episode and I will talk to you all next week.